there have been multiple times over our band's career where I've just said something that completely does not come out right. And like I'm missing a word or, you know, <laughs> make something plural or something, you know? <laughs> and it's so hilarious. I mean, you know, it's always an adventure when, when Jay gets on the mic. Hello and welcome to We Made You a Song, a podcast by The Steel Wheels and producing partner WMRA. My name is Trent Wagler. I'll be your host today. I play in the band The Steel Wheels, and We Made You a Song is a podcast that chronicles a bit of a weird song-making process in a bit of a weird couple years. So sit back and relax. This week our song is called It's Your Fault. So, this one is an extra strange episode. This is the first time we had a song commissioned that involved one of the band members. I want to start off by saying this entire season, one of our bandmates, Brian Dickel, you really haven't heard anything from. And there's a reason for that. Brian decided uh, through last year that he needed to take a job at... The great guitar building company, Huss and Dalton Guitars in Stanton. Brian had a long history there. He built guitars for them for 10 plus years before hopping on the road with the steel wheels and during the pandemic. He took back up with them and now is one of the owners of the business. So we sent him off with our love, but before we did, he also got married this last summer and before he got married, his now mother-in-law was the one who contacted us and wanted us to write a song for the wedding, but she wanted it to be a secret from Brian and her daughter, Mary Beth. Um, I remember you talking about how y'all were commissioning, getting songs, you know, by commission from people. And I just thought, oh, that is so cool. <laughs> and it kind of, that's sort of what planted the seed. And just kind of just kind of thought about that. And I thought that would be really nice, a, a nice thing that I'd like to do for the wedding. And I wanted it to be a surprise. However, <laughs> I knew that <laughs> that would be a little bit difficult with Brian being in the band. So we took to writing a song about how Brian and Mary Beth met. Um, this story, I'll let them jump in uh, when it's appropriate, but let me just tell the basics of the story. Evidently, the Steel Wheels were playing a show in Charlottesville, Virginia. Mary Beth was at that show. Mary Beth is a very active audience member, and she was dancing, and while dancing, actually tore her ACL. Um, I had more or less blown my knee out at a Steel Wheels concert. Woke up the next day, couldn't walk. Um, found out I was to have reconstructive knee surgery after the MRI and everything. And so she's set to get surgery, but before the surgery, she hobbles out to another show in downtown Harrisonburg. I walk through the door of Clementine and the bass player for the steel wheels is sitting at the bar. Um, I don't recall ever seeing him out like before and, you know, didn't really know anything about what kind of person he was or even who he was. 
Um, and so I, I just beeline straight to the bar. I, I, I wasn't going to know anybody there. Um, it turns out I knew everybody there, but pretty, pretty <laughs> typical. But, I, you know, I wasn't meeting anybody. So I walked up to him and I said, do you play in the steel wheels? And he said, I do. And uh, I just went on to tell him um, my detrimental story about I <laughs> tore my ACL at the concert and I have to have surgery and um and it's your fault. <laughs> and he listened. Um, didn't really necessarily mean it's your fault, but I guess I kind of did. Uh, it was a very therapeutic <laughs> process, I say, to tell him. And, and then I saw some friends and I went up and, and danced the, the best I could, sort of one-legged, one-leggedly. And I remember they took an intermission and I just told uh, my buddy Ben that was there at the show. I said, I just told this guy in the steel wheels about the torn ACL and I kind of gave him a hard time about it. And he was like, you did? He was like, what? Like kind of like shaming me. And I remember I checked myself. I was like, oh, I guess maybe I, sh maybe I should follow up or make sure he's okay. And I I'll never forget when I approached him the second time during intermission, I was approaching him to apologize if I came across um, accusatory or, you know, in some kind of negative way. And he actually equally was also apologizing to me for not offering a drink or saying he was sorry. Um, so we kind of came together over that. She, in her mind, it was this awful, like, I can't believe I just told you all these things. It was mean. I didn't take it that way. It may have just been my Eve, like, well, nobody's going to come and yell at me for something I didn't have any part of, but that's what you think. <laughs> that's what you think. <laughs> but apparently, apparently she, she thought it was a little bit angry slash mean to, just to make sure you didn't perceive it the yeah. wrong way. And I didn't. And, you know, and then I was kind of like, well, I should, at the very least for costing you $9,000 for a new knee or whatever it costs, I should buy you a drink. But then I never did, but I did. I was nice. He you know, offered I it. Offered I didn't it, take it up. I offered it to her. As frustrating as that situation was, it was also still very kind of this fresh, exciting time in my life of like, there's this cool woman that I just met. And then I went on on tour and she's back home in surgery. And so, yeah, it was kind of, it was an interesting time to be starting a relationship that we didn't know either one of us were going to be starting, but you know, sure. and as, it, as it turns out, taking narcotic pain, med prescribed narcotic pain medicine helps you to say things that you also normally wouldn't say. So I'm, I'm sleeping on mom's couch with the ice machine, like taking narcotics while Brian's on tour. Like, man, you're pretty awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what it takes to get past that. Can't wait for you to get back. <laughs> All we needed was heavy drugs to get it over. And that's how they met. So that is the beginning of their relationship, and that's also what inspired this song. I went down in the There's another unique aspect to this song. We did not include Brian in the writing. Brian knew this this song was going to happen. We he was so much a part of all the songs we were doing, all the commissions we were getting that there wasn't a good way to keep it from him entirely that it was happening. But we did keep the song itself a secret so that he and Mary Beth would experience it for the first time together at their wedding. So that was also unique. We never had any of our commissions where we introduced it live in person for the people that commissioned the song. So in this case, I actually decided I could play the bass part. 
I wrote a song that included a bass solo, which is kind of ironic because we don't have a lot of bass solos in a lot of our songs. Uh, And here's one where our normal bass player isn't even playing, and I wrote it right into the song. There's a whole verse about him being a bass player and then a bass solo. So I kind of let that uh, (laughs) be something that then I had to figure out what am I going to play. When I first met Brian, it was back in college, and we were playing in a really terrible rock band. And at that time, I was playing bass, and Brian was playing guitar. So it was kind of fun to uh, do a little role reversal and get to play that bass part for this recording. So yeah, we got the song together, we kept it from Brian successfully, and Mary Beth at this point had no idea that there was a song at all, and when it came time for their wedding, their wedding was really almost like an outdoor music festival. I mean, this was June of 2021, and it was kind of in that window of time where everybody was excited about the numbers going down with COVID-19. And so it was one of these first experiences for a lot of us of getting out and being around a group of people. And Brian and Mary Beth being music lovers, they basically booked a small music festival. It wasn't just the Steel Wheels playing. It was a bunch of other bands that had significance for Brian and Mary Beth, for their relationship. I had secretively always wanted my own music festival, but it was just a dream of mine. I I don't play music. I've never really played music. Um, and so, um, my two best friends who were in my wedding reminded me of this. They were like, we remember one time when we lived with you and you said, I'm going to have my own music festival. So this was as close as it gets, I guess. And every artist that, that we talked to, or one of them are friends of mine, just being in the industry and they all meant something to us. Like yeah. we, <laughs> the very first band that kicked the whole thing off was Songs from the Road Band. That's the very first band that we met at, you know, it was like all these important, like, you know, just maybe we went on a weekend out and caught a band randomly that blew our mind and or asked him to play our wedding. So it all ended up working play, great. Uh, Will Overman. I, I chased him um, in my entire decade of in my 20s. I was at so many Will Overman shows and and seen him play with so many different bands, but I always loved him. And so to have him there was really special for me just because it, it just almost was like nostalgic of all the times mm-hmm. I've jumped around at Will Overman shows. I've never jumped around in my wedding dress. So there was all this cool stuff happening all at once. We played uh, like a 90 minute set, which Brian jumped up on stage and played with us. And then when we got to the encore, Brian jumped off stage and we had Derek Kratzer join us, um, who, by the way, is now our bass player on on tour. Um, and Derek played that one song, It's Your Fault, for its big premiere in the midst of the wedding uh, reception. One or two people have asked me, uh, my cousin Jeff being one of them, you know, was, was that song a surprise? And it, it absolutely, undoubtedly was a surprise. But I knew something was happening because of the energy. And I, I've never told mom this, um, but I had to use the bathroom. <laughs> oh, I have that story. Towards the end of I the, have that towards story. the end of the set. And so I I mean I had I mean I I had to pee. And <laughs> I, I can pee real quick, but the dress part, 
And so when I said I had to pee, my friend Missy looked at me and was like, no, <laughs> you, you can't go. And so in that second, my heart was like in my throat. And so I remember I was like, I'm going to bolt and I'm going to just do this. And everyone, like people were grabbing me and I, I cut like 50 people. There was lines, people were standing and I hightailed it in and out. And Mary Beth said, she had to go. And I went, oh no. And all of a sudden she's gone. And I'm looking around at people going, oh no, she's going to miss the song. And they're going, oh no, we'll go, we'll go after. We'll go. And I said, well, don't, no, I don't want her to, to suspect it. But um, anyway, she did make it back. The irony of that is that Mary Beth did not miss one song the entire weekend. So the fact that people, like, I wanted to be like, do you guys really think I'm going to miss anything? Um, like, it's just funny, yeah. but the, but the anxiety and drilling is probably what made me yeah. have to pee in the first place. I was like, what are all these yeah. weirdos doing with phones? And, but she made it back. And of course it was just so special yeah. to have them standing there, both listening to it together with, right. we all had tears in our eyes. <laughs> and it's funny now I know a little bit of the, well, I guess I know all the backstory with mom saying, make it a danceable tune, because I really think I needed to cry in that moment. I remember someone yelling out, make her cry. And I was like, darn it, I'm ready to cry. But it was this super like upbeat thing, which was perfect. And mom's request. And she's shown me the thing about, uh, you know, it'd probably be fun if it was like a danceable tune, because I like to do that. But um, I just had so many emotions. I think I just needed this like outlet, but it was like this happy, funny song. And so like, yeah. I was just grinning and still like in shock about it. And never once had the thought that that would, I mean, I would be with Brian while he was getting all these song requests, but I, I never <laughs> crossed my mind that mom would yeah. do this. Yeah, it was fun. It was so much fun. And y'all did a great job. I loved it. Love the title. So lots of unique aspects to this, but uh, it was really a joy to write, a joy to perform, and really fun to be able to give this gift to our outgoing bandmate, Brian Dickel. My heart in the middle of a faded year, throw back the cover, shed the fear. I'll be the one crying happy tears. This is our life. This is our life. I will say, you may not hear Brian talk a lot in this interview. Um, and you've already spent most of this season not hearing Brian talk because he hasn't been a part of the band, hasn't been a part of the podcast. Even though the bass parts you've heard in all the other songs in this album are from Brian's fingers. Uh, and I will just say, if you don't get enough of Brian's voice, we're going to actually release a little bonus episode just as a kind of an outgoing uh <laughs> Um, what do you say, like an exit interview maybe of the band, and you'll get to hear a bunch of stories from Brian's perspective of how the band started and uh, some funny stories about the Steel Wheels over the years. So that bonus episode uh, will be coming out um, right alongside this episode for the song It's Your Fault. So as I always do, I, I like to talk a little bit to some of the bandmates about this song. Uh, this one's a little different, of course, because of the meaning. And I wanted to sit down with Jay Lapp. Jay has also been with the band a long time, but has also been Brian Dickel's roommate on the road. So they've uh, known each other really well for a really long time. Here's Jay Lapp. What a sweet way to kind of um, 
round out Brian's wedding and kind of also his his departure from the band. Um, you know, it's just a really sweet um a sweet way to kind of create something for him, you know, and um and for Mary Beth as well. When I received the song, immediately I was just like I need to stand up. I need to play this one standing up. I need to try to keep it groovy and and um in that groove groove oriented funkier realm, you know, and um and so it was just kind of straightforward in that way and I tried to learn it as best as possible um you know before I recorded because I wanted to try to give it as much just kind of natural um you know play it once through kind of a vibe as possible yeah and then just trying to figure out the vocal lines and trying to figure out where those all you know how that all could come in and and um play a big part in that as well uh that was a you know again those are kind of building blocks for the vocals um but that was that was a lot of fun to to figure out and uh yeah, and that was yeah, it was just great. You know, so fun to be a part of this. Yeah, it was another chance to to do the kind of the call and response thing on a lot of these uh-huh. choruses, you know, where it was like there's the all kinds, you know, mm-hmm. and yep. you and Eric and uh just kind of these these harmony parts that you were able to put in there made it really fun. Yeah. Um, and we we put in uh there's really just one that I can think of that's like a very clear um, inside joke for Brian. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, like, <laughs> which I think, you know, it was, it's one of those things we talk about a lot in the van as a band going down the road who's been doing it for a long time. And I have a, I have a feeling any other, anybody who travels a lot with other people probably has the same experience. I'm sure it's not just bands, but you kind of develop your own language. You have these little stories and these little, you know, you kind of, it's just inside jokes. And it's, it's a, you know, those are, those are this bond that you have together. And one of those is after a while, like if you have years and years, like we have had, sometimes the inside joke just becomes a part of the language and you can't even fully explain it anymore. Like the story, the history of it has kind of gone by the wayside and you just yep. use these these terms or these phrases and you don't even know the full story so we we took this one that in the line it takes the all kinds um we are fully aware that that's not grammatically correct (laughs) yes (laughs) full disclosure and i and and i don't know i mean but it's something that we we would say anytime like uh like do you want uh do you want mexican food or thai food uh somebody in the van very well might answer that question by saying um i like the all kinds yeah Um, that's right and and so the origin of that story do you jay do you have a sense for i i believe that i said it somewhere i i think you said it i i do believe that but it comes out of yeah and i think you know it's born out of there have been multiple times over our band's career where i've just said something that completely (laughs) does not come out right and like i'm missing a word or you know <laughs> make something plural or something you know <laughs> and it's so hilarious i mean you know it's always an adventure when when jay gets on the mic uh <laughs> it is i mean usually what's so fun about it is you have a real confidence about what you say and in the moment usually you don't go back like you you're like no that's that's what i said that's what i said let's move, let's move right that's what i meant <laughs> That's what I meant. That's what I meant. 
if I had to guess, I would say it was like radio. It wasn't even live on stage, but live on the radio, maybe. That's, um, that rings a bell. And my guess, it was a, it was some you know banal question like, what do you prefer, playing live or playing in the studio, <laughs> or do you like festivals or venues uh, or some something some question? And you answered, <laughs> I I like the all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and it was on the radio, and we all just kind of looked at each other. And we're like, "That's kind of right." That's, like, that's kind <laughs> like of right. We all right. know what you mean. That's right. In uh, in the alternative universe, which is Jay's mind, uh, <laughs> the all kinds. The so all anyway, kinds. And that's so, a that's a long story to to say. Like Brian would be Brian is probably the most fluent in Steel Wheels language of anybody. He's always really quick witted. And when you're going down the road, he's one that's always putting in these little one-liners. And so he's the one that, like, when we have these little inside jokes, he'll he'll be, I mean, half the stuff we say in the van, uh, an outsider wouldn't even understand what no, we're talking about. Not at all. Um, and so, and I, I really want Brian to make a list um, of all of these things so that we have it. We should have been doing it a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah he he probably is the best one to sort of write out the whole lexicon that's right yeah steel wheels yeah totally totally <laughs> but feel free folks good folks out there to use the all kinds the all kinds it's not just yes, for the steel wheels right not not i like all all kinds of things but i like the all kinds that's right and it takes the all kinds it takes the all kinds. Oh. So anyway, that's where that lyric came from. It's a one of a kind uh, <laughs> lyric. Yes. <laughs> and and you know, Jay, you you were Brian's roommate for years on the road. I mean, we often joke like, you know, being in a band, you you it's it is another family, and we do end up, especially in some really heavy touring years. Not Absolutely. so much in the last year and a half, but in past years, you know, you spend a lot of nights on the road together. And for most of the last ten years or so, you and you and Brian have been Absolutely. roomies. Yeah, we've been roommates. It's like college plus. You know, you become <laughs> you, be, you become family, and that's kind of how it is. You go through you go through everything together. You know, and um, but that's that is the beauty of it, and that is part of the beauty of the band too, is that we do weather, you know, the good and the bad. Um, but yeah, it'll yeah. Brian will be missed as as not only on stage, but as my as my roommate. Um, so yeah, and it's nice to have a song sort of like you know cemented in time uh, for that. It's um, yeah, it's a great honor to have that out there. So here's the complete song. It's your fault. It's your fault That I can't Thank you. 
makes the all kinds. All kinds. If you be thank Brian Dickel, Mary Beth Proctor, as well as Sandy Proctor. Um, As always, I want to thank my bandmates and specifically Jay for talking today about this song. As always, a big thank you to Matt Bingay for editing the podcast and our presenting sponsor, Old Hill Cider from Timberville, Virginia. We're getting closer to the holidays And there's no better way to celebrate the holidays than going local. In this case, uh, when you think about a nice adult beverage, maybe you'll consider Old Hill Cider and their Virginia Wassail. Wassail. Some of you might say Wassail, but for those of you who are more cultured, you know it's Wassail. (laughs) 
It doesn't sound more cultured. But the Virginia Wassel is a beverage that Old Hill Cider uh, has created, and you can find it at Old Hill Cider in Timberville, Virginia, or check them out online at showaltersorchard.com. That's showaltersorchard.com. Check out Old Hill Cider today. Well, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving and that you are finding ways to be together with the people that are most important to you. It makes me chuckle to think about a song called It's Your Fault, uh, especially in the times we live in, uh, (laughs) this sort of outrage machine that it feels like we're all uh, plugged into with the way social media functions and sometimes the extremes of our society being amplified by algorithms of those big uh, tech companies. But in this case, it's your fault being a little tongue-in-cheek. I hope that this week you can find ways to give compliments to the people you love, even if it's in this tongue-in-cheek way of saying, it's your fault that I love you so much. Maybe it's your fault um, that I'm having such a good time. And uh, get outside if you get a chance. It's important this time of year when it gets dark early. I know I've just got to find ways to get out in the sunlight where my entire headspace can really go downhill. So I encourage you to find a way to get outdoors, find a way to get creative. And until next time, we made you a song.